Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to this part of the service. Paul, I think, uh, you know, the best part of your trip for us was you coming back. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> for those of you who are good at multitasking this morning, you can, uh, while you're listening, you can, you can pray that my voice... Um, doesn't croak on me. I, for some reason, feel like there's a little bit of a glitch there, maybe. Charlene thinks it's my nerves. I, I'm not sure. I, <laughs> somehow, after 15 years, I've learned that sometimes she's right. So, <clears throat> Well, this morning, we would like to look, we, we'd like to uh, yeah, look at how we can store up some treasure. And uh, if you would, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 19, and we'll read that together. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, uh, yeah, starting at verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Well, as you know, we have been been doing a series on the kingdom of God. And I had... uh, had a message on some of the different values of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And in my last message, I talked about upside-down leadership, 
how that leadership, like Jesus leads, is, is upside down from typical American leadership. And this morning, I would like to look at this passage in Matthew that I'm just going to be honest, I have, I have wrestled with this quite a bit. How, how do we, do we actually, is Jesus actually saying we give, just give everything away that we have or where, how do we, how do we deal with this? And in preparing for one of the previous messages, I noticed something in this passage that I determined to explore a little bit, and hence the message this morning. If we start, first of all, I think there's, there's three key things in the passage that we're going to look at that I think are are key to help us understand what, how to, how to deal with this. The first one is, is that Jesus, in verse 20, let's read verse 19 and 20, but Jesus says, verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And that's often where if we stop there, if that's the perspective we have of this passage, I think we're missing something that Jesus wants us to get. Verse 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither, ro- where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. So I believe in order for us to understand what Jesus is teaching us here, we need to understand how to lay up treasures in heaven. What does that consist of? Because I think if we, in, in those two verses, that is, that is the emphasis that Jesus wants us to get. And, and we're going to talk more about that. But the second thing that we see is do not be anxious. Jesus tells us, several times in here to not worry about things, about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, where we're going to live, to not worry about that. And of course, how do we, how do we deal with that? How, I mean, I need something to eat tonight or, you know, tomorrow, or how do we, do we not, does that mean we don't think about that? Does that mean that we sit on the couch and just Hey, God has said that he will provide, you know. The third thing, Jesus tells us at the end of this passage to seek first the kingdom of God. And so these are three things that we're going to look at in this passage this morning. And I think number three here is, is the first, is, is key, is the first one we're going to look at. And if, if we understand that, I think the others will fall into place. <clears throat> uh, 
First thing we want to do, we need to understand Jesus talks quite a bit about treasure in this, in this passage. So treasure, by definition, is something of value that, that we, that we it, it's either as a noun, it's, it's a, an object that we place high value on, or if it's used as a verb, it means that we, that we treasured that action or, or, or that we, we, can, we can say that we treasure a person or a, we value something, maybe an action that someone else has done. We, we can value, put a lot of value on, on something that is not necessarily an object, maybe. Also, in, in the Greek... The Greek word is, I could say yesterday, thesaros, and it has the idea of storing something, of keeping something for later. So it, it, it has the idea that we have something that has a lot of value that we will keep, and we're going to keep it safe for a later time. To help us understand that a little bit, there's a passage in Matthew 13. This is just a, this is where Jesus had a dialogue with the Pharisees and he spoke some parables. And the disciples came to him afterwards and says, well, why do you speak in parables? And so he expounded on some of those parables. And this sentence is all that we have on this topic of the hidden treasure. But I think this verse has, is key for us. There, there, there's, it's important for us to understand this verse in order for us to really understand treasure. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. So, one of the things that we see in this verse is that our actions, what we do, is determined by what we value the most. In this passage, this man valued the treasure more than everything else that he had. Therefore, he was willing to sell everything else he had in order to gain the treasure. Now, again, notice that Jesus says the treasure here is what? The kingdom of God is, is the analogy that Jesus is talking about. He's speaking of the kingdom of God. And so I think he, there's, there's, if we understand that the kingdom of God is, is the treasure that we're after, I think that will help us put into perspective these two verses that we've read in, in Matthew 6, 19 and 20 about laying up treasures 
in heaven. And so, if we just think about that a little bit, on how we live our lives, the things that we do, the things that we say, whether you realize it or not, everything you do is determined by the things that you value the most. Now, sometimes we, we hear people say, well, you know, it's really what is in the heart that matters. And like a lot of those little sayings, there's some truth to that. that but Jesus also tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so the things that we do, how we act, where we go, what we say, those are all done because we have, there's something that we value we've, that drives those actions. So how do we how do we go about laying up treasure in heaven? <clears throat> well, I think that Jesus gives us the answer here in this passage when he tells us to seek first the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus makes it clear we can we can choose we can choose here here's what i'd like to say on this we can choose with our mind whether we feel like it or not we can choose what we want to value so just because today you might be saying well i i don't value the kingdom of heaven all right i i don't what what are you talking about how i i'm not sure you know well, we can, we can learn with, with our minds how, how, we, how we feel about it will, will come later because of what Jesus has said in, in verse 21. <coughs> that where our treasure is, that is where our heart is. So where we choose with our mind, with our intellect, where we choose to put our treasure, that is where our heart will be. Now, all of a sudden, what you're going to find is that the things that we do and the things that we value will, will reflect where our heart is at. Because we have, we, we, you know, there's a, there's a, a reaction. And, and to give you an, an example of that, um, you know, when we uh, when we bought the suburban, I uh, there was a shift in values. That the van had quite a bit of rust on it, and it was a little rough. And and one of the younger boys a year or so ago, they I'm not sure how it happened, but there was some new scratches that appeared on it. And hey, you know what? It was fine. It was fine. But don't do that to the suburban. Don't do that. 
And so all of a sudden, there was a shift in what is important. Also, if we understand that Jesus has redeemed us and bought us back from Satan and he has moved us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, our values change. If we, keep, if we choose with our minds to focus on the kingdom of God, the things that will be important to us will be the things of the kingdom of God and the things of the kingdom of this world will, will we still use them, we still need them, but they're not going to be quite that important. It's going to be like the rusty van. So how, 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 do we, how do we do that? I think one of the ways that we do that is that we make available our possessions, the things that we have, if we are bought with Christ, if we have that perspective that Christ has moved us from the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and that we are, that we are his, then what we have, the possessions we have, will also be his. We can see that in Matthew 19, verse, 20, verse 21. This is Jesus' conversation with the rich young ruler. Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Now, if, if you, I, I think we need to, it's possible that we could sell everything we have and miss the point. Because I don't think Jesus is simply saying you shouldn't have anything. You need to give it all away. He's saying make it available for my use in the kingdom. Another, another scripture in Luke, this is Luke's account of what we read in Matthew. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, if we recognize that God is the owner of all our possessions and that we are just his stewards, then if we have been bought with Christ, if we understand that and we value that, then, then we will, in order to 
enhance the kingdom, what we have, the, the, and this doesn't necessarily mean money. Maybe it's our time or the, the other things that we have will be available for use in God's kingdom. I'd like to give you an example of that. The church in Macedonia. Paul is writing to the Corinthians. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And he's using the church in Macedonia as an example of how they were willing to share the, the things that they had. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in great trial of, conf- of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely giving imploring with us with much urgency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not, and not only as we had hoped, but that they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. <clears throat> now there's several things. This is, these five verses are, these people were remarkable. I think I know I could learn something. First of all, it would appear that they were under persecution. They were in, in great trial of affliction, verse 2. However, they were joyful. We also see in verse 2 that they, in their deep poverty, these people, these were not rich people that were giving of the abundance of what they had. These were people that saw a need and we can see in verse 3 that they gave beyond their ability. So I would assume that to mean that they skipped some meals or they, they, you know, maybe the roof didn't get fixed or whatever because they were so excited and so joyful about giving to these brethren that had greater need in Judea that they they begged Paul in verse 4 they implored with us with much urgency that we should receive they begged Paul to take the gift this is because that is where their values were that's what was important to them that they could give of what they had and I'm I'm assuming it wasn't much you know it wasn't like they were completely fixing the need of the people in Judea. No, it was just they were so they understood that by giving they would be they they experienced the joy of freeing themselves from from the burden. Verse 5 we see that they they first had given themselves to the Lord. So they recognized they recognized their own deep need and where they were and that God had redeemed them and had moved them into the kingdom of light and therefore they were willing to, to help their brethren that had greater need. 
The third thing here is if we do that, if we are like these Macedonians and we free up our possessions and our values are a part of the kingdom, guess what? My example is a suburban. You know, as long as I had the van, I didn't have to worry about whether the boys hit the, you know, took a rock or a stick or whatever. Now, I didn't have to worry about that. And in the same way, you know, it's not just money that we need to worry about, but how about, you know, all the things that life, you know, that we can pursue in life. Um, You know, suppose that, let's just use this analogy, you know, suppose that someone gave me a, someone gave me a new Corvette. Now, some of you ladies probably wouldn't understand, but, you know, there's something about guys and power and speed that go together, and so, if someone gave me a free one, would it be wrong for me to have it? Didn't cost me any money. So, but how about how about the time I would spend driving it? Uh, you know, that nice Saturday afternoon when I need to go. I have a nice car. Or how about the new set of tires I now needed? I now need, or a car like that really should have a nice garage, and I wouldn't have room to put the thing right now, so I'd have to, you know, you see, you see how, how possessions, they, they tend to very quickly and easily wrap us up in the things of the world. <coughs> We see that again in our scripture, uh, Matthew 6. I'm not going to read it this time. But, um, three times in there that Jesus tells us not to, not to worry. And I think if, if we have been seeking the kingdom of God and we value what is important, we choose with our mind to, to put whatever we have to put that to, to good use in the kingdom of God, then we, we, we free up. We, we don't need to, to, to worry. So, in closing, there's, there's three things that the three things that we talked about are seek first the kingdom of God. This, this, is, this is foundational. We need to, to choose with our intellect, to choose with our mind, to pursue after and to seek those things that are important in the kingdom of God and to, to understand what, what that is. <coughs> Number two, we need to be willing to give all you have in order to gain the kingdom of God. And this, that, that's all. That includes 
me as a person needs to be brought under the subjection and the lordship of Jesus Christ. And one more scripture that I think wraps this up very well. This is the end of First Timothy. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. And so here's, here's the key. And I, I wish I had that verse. I, that verse in, in Matthew 13 that speaks the, the, the hidden treasure. If we give everything that we have, including ourselves, we find the kingdom. That's what Paul's talking about here. And, and on this passage here in, in Timothy, just a note that command those who are rich. Now, we need to understand that if you're sitting here and you're thinking, well, I don't have as much money as my neighbor or someone else I know, then, then we, we need to, I, I haven't taught what I felt the Lord pressing. All of us, especially here in the United States, all of us have much more than most people in the world. And so there's, there is no excuse. Okay, looks like I had an extra slide in there. So the last thing is don't worry. Three things we talked about this morning. And I'd like to leave you with, with a desire to seek first the kingdom of God, to, to give everything you have to find the treasure that is hidden in the field, to give everything that we have, to give to, to find that treasure. That is how we store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust and thieves don't break in and steal. And so this morning, I would simply just desire that all of us would, would, would seek after that treasure and that we could find it and therein store up treasures in heaven. I'm going to pray and then James, would you close? Father, thank you so much for your goodness and your kindness to us. Thank you, Lord, that you desire to, to have a relationship with us. Father, I pray that as we leave here, all of us would desire to, to seek you, Father, and to surrender our lives to, to your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that as we do this, that we could seek 
that we could choose with our mind to, to lay up our treasures so that our heart would be with you, Father. Just ask this in Jesus' name, amen.